0: All right, uh, would y'all like to introduce yourselves?
1: Okay. Hi, I'm Alethea Calvin. Um I'm a nursing student at Union College, and I'm here on the Retake Podcast.
0: Welcome back. You Thank moved you. to Union a couple months ago, right?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Yeah, back for Thanksgiving break.
1: Yeah, exactly. Seeing,
0: seeing mom and dad and all that.
1: Yes, the fam. Okay,
0: good stuff. Well, glad you're back.
1: Thank you. I'm missed glad you. to be here. I'm missed you.
2: My name is Emily Weaver. I am a student at Southwestern in Keene. Have not left, unlike <laughs> someone else. Um,
0: <laughs> you called her out. I didn't.
2: I am on the Elevate Lead team and I work at the church and, yeah, history student.
0: Cool. Well, thank you both for being here. Uh, Kelvin is not here today. So, for those of you that are listening, I'm sorry to disappoint. He decided to take some vacation because it's Thanksgiving. And, um, I don't blame him, but (laughs) (laughs) it means that we get to record retake immediately after Elevate and immediately after I preach the message. And uh, so, yeah, today we're talking about treasures in heaven, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24. Uh, And the question I want to start out with um, to you both is what stuck out uh, from the message? What was the kind of highlight point or moment or...
2: I found that this message was like I felt it resonated especially like with me and I think like anyone who's like in a leadership position in the church because I think your message applies to everyone but also like church people who work for the church pastors you know volunteers they walk this kind of fine line of like oh I'm putting effort and I'm putting my attention in church work but am I putting my attention in like God within that church work. Hmm. And so like, for me, this was like a good kind of like wake up call of like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm running around, but am I focusing on what really matters? Like, it's okay if, you know, stuff isn't perfect or whatever, but Hmm. check yourself, make sure that your attention is on God and then the other stuff will kind of fall into place. So I think that kind of resonated with me and like your quote about like uh, like running a marathon, like, does mm-hmm. it help me run? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm going to use that all the time now.
0: <laughs> yeah, to regularly ask yourself the question, like, whatever I'm doing, I'm working really hard, but is it actually helping and benefiting my, my spiritual life?
1: I, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I liked how you did, like, this little, like, pump fake in the beginning. When you first came up with the verse, you were like, do not store your treasure in heaven. Like, that verse we all kind of know. Mm-hmm. And I definitely thought you were going to talk about, like, money or something like that Ah. and so then you turned into this beautiful like attention and desires of the heart and like devotion and i was like whoa where did that (laughs) come from and it was beautiful yeah
0: yeah Yeah, i saw that connection because and i mentioned it in the message but jesus is continually the, the three the the pray fast and give he's like don't seek reward from earthly people your father in heaven will reward you. And then he turns around and says, don't store up treasures here on this earth. And it's kind of the retelling of what he's told them in give fast and pray. And it's so easy to be like, oh, I don't have a problem with money. I don't gamble. I don't, I don't have a lot of stuff. I live a fair, I mean, I'm a college student, I got ramen noodles and like <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> a couple of things that shake around in my suitcase. But yeah, it's so much deeper, so much deeper than that.
2: Mm-hmm. And I like the particular phrasing you used of like, the the currency that matters is our attention. Yes. Like, that was, like that was like, I think so good. I felt like several people go, oh, wow. Okay. Like you felt people get that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think it resonated really well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just don't have enough t- attention for everybody to give mm-hmm. all the time. And it's mm-hmm. like, there is a finite, like there's an amount that you have and you can't like just yeah. give it to everybody all the time. Yeah yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. You only have 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, 365 a year. And that will run out. And no wonder we talk about uh, time with like budgeting vocabulary, mm-hmm. right? I've, I've only got so much time for this or I didn't take enough time or, you know, and, and really when it boils down as we spend time with people, we are giving our attention to things. We mm-hmm. are beings that are created to give attention and to give worship. And whatever we're looking at, whatever we're focusing on is what we are valuing. Yeah. And we have to yeah. take kind of a, a, um, an assessment of, okay, is what I'm doing lining up with what Jesus has called me to do? Am I looking at being a part of whatever it is that keeps me on the path? Does it help me run?
1: Mm -hmm, Definitely. And I think attention and time, the way that I sometimes look at it is you're investing yourself into these relationships and into these projects and things that you do. And that's almost a reward in itself as in those treasures, as Mm. if I give my attention and my time to someone, clearly that relationship is going to be Way more stronger than a relationship I only see someone for five minutes. Mm. and mm-hmm. so investing that time, that energy, and that attention can easily turn into a devotion yeah. as in, oh, I like hanging out with this person one hour and then you hang out with them for another hour and then the next day and the next day, and it builds into this big, like deeper relationship that you have with this person, and it's so easy to like grow into that when you enjoy hanging out with them, yeah, so. Whenever you finally find like the niche that you like to do with God and Jesus and talk with them, it's so much easier to like fall into the habit of I really enjoy doing this and I want to yeah. keep doing this. And if you keep the ball rolling, that relationship grows and grows and grows.
0: Mm-hmm. And there are, I talk to people all the time that are frustrated with their relationship with God. And one of the first questions I ask is how much time do you spend with him? Mm-hmm. Like well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, I, I point the finger back at my own life. Like, mm-hmm. am I taking the time to devote my attention to God? Yeah,
2: yeah, and I think it helps. Like, one of the things that helped me is like adjusting my mindset of like kind of approaching friendship that way. Of like, oh, if I sp-, like approaching it like a human friendship, like God is you know God of the universe, but He's also it's the one who's right beside me. And I think that that has personally helped me in my walk and like spending time. It's like I'm just spending time with a friend, I'm reading, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, talking to him as I'm driving down the street. Like it, it, it's as if there's another person in the car with me. And I think that when we shift our our framework and like, while keeping the awe and reverence of this is God, our creator, but also realizing that he is our friend and we can talk to him just like we can talk to anyone, just Mm -hmm. like we're talking here.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So I mentioned in the the message, the line, be careful what you treasure. Um, what are some ways that we can be careful what we treasure? What does it look like to, um, I think to use the phrase, carefully curate what we give our attention to?
1: For me, I have to very specifically plan out things. I have a Google calendar at the beginning of every semester. I plan everything, color coordinate it. Because I know if I don't set aside specific time for things, mm-hmm. I'm, it's going to go all over the place. And it's so... Strange now that I'm thinking about it is I can easily set aside four hours to study and be like, this is the time I'm studying. But I don't do that with my like relationship with God. Hmm. It's, sometimes it's just, oh, whenever I find time on Sabbath, I'll hang out with him or kind of thing, or in passing. But it's so easy for me to be like, okay, I need to do this for four hours, I need to do that for three, I need, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's just so hard to, when there's so many other things, but it's important hmm. to set that time specifically in a schedule because He's worth time in my schedule, mm-hmm. so
0: yeah, he is.
2: Yeah, I think it's easy for me to just like like plow through my day and like handle all this stuff, and then I don't like reflect on it. And so, like one of the things that has like really helped me is you know Apple's like Screen Time report. Every Sunday they let you know how many hours you've spent on your phone and then you Mm -hmm. open it up and then it like tells you like, oh, you've spent this much time on Instagram, this much time in the Bible app. And usually there's a big difference, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, And I I think like laying that out of like being aware of what you are spending your time on using that Google calendar or however Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. plan your life of like. If you are not the type of person to like if you out of sight out of mind, like put it on your calendar an hour, hour and a half, whatever, time with God at the beginning of your day, yeah, plan it out, make it super clear and just be aware of like where am i am I spending you know when I get home, like what am I doing when I get home, am I on Instagram, am I watching television, you know, and just keeping that sort of awareness of what you're doing with your time,
0: yeah. I think simply taking that inventory and whether you always you always meet with God at that same time, like at least it's on your calendar mm-hmm. and it's a reminder. Like you can't beat yourself up because like I I've also come to the realization that my devotional life is directly dependent on the um night or the process that I had the night before to go to bed. Mm. So if I'm up late doing something, mm-hmm. working on something, fooling around, whatever it is. If I'm up late the night before, then it's hard to wake up early in the morning. I'm a person that really likes to connect with God early in the morning Mm. because it's fresh, uh, it's uh, uh, there's less distractions, and I can just sit with my tea on the couch and (laughs) (laughs) and lead into that. Uh, But just having, just taking the time to to have the inventory, to set the calendar, um, I think that's that's super important.
2: I know for myself, like I put a lot of pressure on myself of like. Oh, I need to set them out aside this amount of time in the morning. But, you know, everyone has different schedules. You know, for me, I was having to wake up at like 5 a.m. every morning for my classes and like an hour past that for a time with God. You know, sometimes that just doesn't work and I lose sleep and I'm physically ill. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people may th- think, oh, whatever time I have isn't good enough. But I think that even just 10 minutes, five minutes of prayer, 5 minutes of reading your bible mm-hmm. is so much better than not at all. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that sometimes people just need that reminder of yeah. like some time is better than no time.
1: Even in regular friendships and things like that I It takes two seconds to send a text message. It takes two seconds to type, I miss you. Let's hang out. And that doesn't have to mean anything or anything more than that. Just that person's thinking of you. So it's almost like that quick little thing. I'm thinking about God. I want to hang out with you. I'm telling you that I miss you and that you're important to me. And I'm thinking about you.
0: Yeah, because we don't with uh, like a relationship with a significant other or friend, we're not satisfied with like, or they might not be satisfied with like, well, I gave you five minutes this morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> quality time. Quality time. Like I focused on you, I mean, yeah. like you just stared at me. <laughs> but I think that's what we do with God sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. But God, I sp- well, and I and I don't think like I'm I'm kind of in a process of trying to re-evaluate uh, like what I'm the the media that I'm taking in and like what I'm leading myself into. I was just thinking this week of I'm jealous of the people. Jealous is maybe not the right word. I. Uh, appreciate from afar the people (laughs) and I wish it was me Um, those who have jobs that can take the morning slowly like they're up early but they're taking the morning slow yeah and they can just sit and look out the window and I guess I could do the same thing myself but I sometimes I've got meetings at like seven o'clock in the morning um, or eight o'clock in the morning and it's like I've got to be up very early in order to take the morning slow to be ready for the day but when I do I'm so much more refreshed, even though I'm tired physically, like I'm refreshed spiritually. And I think there's significance to that.
1: I don't know. I'm definitely not a morning person. <laughs> I know that morning devotion is important, uh, but I definitely am guilty of not doing it. Um, for me, it's more of a bedtime thing. In the fact that I know if I don't do it, my mind will not be at peace and mm. I'll be up. All mm. night just mm-hmm. thinking and worrying because I'm a very anxious person mm-hmm. and I worry and stress about everything. And I'm like, all the things Couldn't I tell.
0: have to do, <laughs> I <had no> idea.
1: <laughs> all the things I have to do the next day. So, if I take that time to get ready slowly for bed, shower, face, routine, all that stuff, <laughs> and then take the time to pray, listen to a podcast or read my Bible, like that calms my heart mm. and that gives me peace and that brings me rest. Yeah. And so that's why I can be rested for the next day. Yeah. So I don't know. That's how I make up for not doing it in the morning because I hate the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I think that's a that's a good perspective. Um, because there's some people could be very frustrated because they're like, the mornings don't work. It's like, well, do what's working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then let let the God of scripture reorder your heart. And if it's important to God that you're up early in the morning to do it, then God's gonna find a way to yeah, make that happen. Definitely. But if it's not, not that it isn't, but if it's not for you. Then find the, the important thing is finding that time and space. Mm-hmm. I remember there's a, a friend when I was working at summer camp. She would during um, rest period was the time that she kind of get away and go find a place uh, in the camp that she's off by herself. She's like that's when the dev- devotional time. And it was weird for me because I've always been like morning is my thing. I was like, I guess that makes sense. Like yeah. if it works for you, like do it.
2: Yeah. Sometime, any time during the day is better than yeah. no yeah, time yeah, yeah. at all. Definitely. Yep.
0: So we've talked a little bit about how we be careful of what we treasure. Um, how? So I got the the line: uh, the most valuable treasure is to be a part of the marvelous reality of God's kingdom, and kind of off of Dallas Willard's quote that we direct our actions towards making a difference in a substantive um, way that's substantial towards the kingdom. Uh, what does it look like for us to to recognize that? Like, how do we choose? the things that are valuable and that are uh, a part of God's kingdom and what he would have us focus on?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think things that are directly my priorities reflect in my everyday actions. So clearly if I'm just messing around and being, I don't know, not productive in my day or something like that, it shows in the fact that I come off almost less professional or less Hmm. put together or, um, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's, it directly correlates with who you are. And I feel like when God is my party or my friendships or even my nursing career, like those are things that I'm directly driven and like want those things and feel those things. And those give me purpose. And so whenever I feel grounded in my purpose, I feel Mm -hmm. confident. I feel happy. I feel like the things that I do, even if it's just writing a paper, it's, me coming closer to the purpose that God has chosen for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that reflects my friendships because I'm more excited and more energetic and mm-hmm. want to be there for them and have them be there for me. And I don't know, it shows off in those ways.
2: Okay. Yeah. I think there's a, like a discernible difference of like when you're focused on the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, I could be tired, burnt out, but if I you know, give that time that I'm, you know, wanting to sleep or wanting to just rest and I give it to God, you know, I believe that God can infuse me with more strength Mm. and give me that energy. Um, and we see it also reflected in like our priorities, kind of what you were saying of like, if God is working in me, you know, I want to do things that bring glory to him. I want to Mm. share that news with other people. I want to build genuine God. Based friendships, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah. When he, when we're focusing our attention, when we're giving that currency to him, he can then turn around and help us. Then mm. double the portion.
0: Yeah. Ooh, yeah, it's kind of the the concept of the overflowing cup mm-hmm. that God pours into us, and then out of the overflow. Yeah, yes. The intention is that the overflow would bless other people, mm-hmm. but often we're like we take the cup and we're like, okay, cool, I got enough, and like, okay, you get a little, you get a little, you get a little. But if we're bathed in the presence of the spirit mm-hmm. and we walk according to jesus way and it's i was talking to someone this morning about how we, uh, he and i were kind of talking about priorities and he's like yeah like god first like family second like this, that kind of orders my life and i was like i like that to a point but sometimes we get so caught up in the linearness of that checklist mm-hmm. that it's like something's got to get sidelined, even though it's important because, well, God, just and so what does it look like for God to be a part of everything that I do? And it's like the, what would Jesus do if he were me question in every step of the way?
1: Yeah. And for some reason, there's a visual in my head and it came up when we talked about the engage question. Hmm. It's exactly what you're saying. Like, it's not a line, like it's not a list of things. It's more of like, God is like the main planet in the middle, mm. and everything else is orbiting around that. Mm, and yeah, so when yeah, yeah. we don't have that gravity from God, things start to fall yeah. or hit other things, and they're not all together because they're not orbiting correctly, yeah. and it's like chaos. But whenever God is the one that has that force, and we're giving it to Him, mm-hmm. He spins it for us,
0: mm.
1: and that's beautiful. I'm like that. seeing it in my head. It's so <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah.
0: And everything has its its speed and its rotation mm-hmm. and its orbit. And Pluto's like way out here. But then you got the stuff that's, I like that. Yeah, like that's cute.
1: Okay. <laughs> Space. <laughs>
0: You have something you pulled up on your phone. Oh, I, I was just, that.
1: I just thought it was so cool was the the quote that you had from Dallas Willard. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. The direct actions, the one we were just talking about. I was yeah. just pulling up to refer yeah. back, but I thought it was so good. I took a picture of it. And <laughs> you brought it up.
0: I uh, saw you do that while I was preaching and you like <laughs> reacted and we like, ah. I was like, yeah.
1: Yeah. You also, <laughs> you also put John Mark Comer in there. I did. loved that. I love that book. If you guys. Yep. Have a chance to read that book. Read it. It's yep. so good. It's
0: sitting over there on that bookshelf. I love live, it so much. live no lies by John MacComber.
1: It's so good. What was that quote you used? Do you have it?
0: Um, the starting place of devotion to God and movement into His kingdom is simply to set our attention on His Spirit and truth.
1: Mm. Intentions. I know a lot of people. I've been hearing it a lot more lately Mm. and this, I don't know if this may or may not connect, but people manifesting things. Mm. And I kind of get that to an extent, you know, but almost as if I'm manifesting or setting my intention in God every day to follow my, Mm -hmm. to guide my footsteps throughout my day as what is God's intention for my life today? Yeah. And reexamining that every footstep I take, am I, fulfilling that intention in my life with my friendships, with my classes, with people around me, is that something that I'm fulfilling in his intention? And I think that's very sometimes hard to figure out what that intention is, Mm -hmm. because sometimes it can get lost in what we think it is. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely hard to discern is what is what I want and what is what God wants. Yeah. And back from that quote from Dallas Willard was invest your life in what God is doing, which cannot be lost. So how do we figure out what is God doing? Like, what does that look like?
2: Um, I think we're kind of lucky because in the church setting, I think we can easily kind of like pick that out of like, you know, our church is growing. There are people that are being moved, and so we can kind of see where God is working. Um when it comes to out of church, I'm not sure. Um but I think I guess my advice to like figure that out is like get involved and see mm. what sort of things are happening. Like are people are people feeling restless with their life? Do they feel purposeless, you know? And kind of going from there and saying, okay, where would God have an opportunity to like grow this? Like, how can I help with that? Mm-hmm.
0: I think God, the primary place to figure out God's will for a life comes from scripture. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that sounds like a cop out. Like, it was like, oh, go read the Bible. Like, no, for real, go read the Bible. <laughs> um, Cause then you get a, a picture of the character in the heart of God. Mm. And you can then discern when you have an opportunity before you, does this line up with God's character? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's the first thing. Uh, There's a book on that that I've really enjoyed. It's called Whisper by Mark Batterson. Mm -hmm. He was also, he also won. Whisper. Yeah. Whisper. By Mark Batterson. Uh, He's the one that wrote, I think, The Circle Maker. Um, He basically transformed his church and city um, by drawing a circle on a map and was like i'm gonna walk that circle every day and pray pray over those people specifically Uh, but in his book whisper he um talks about how god speaks primarily through scripture and then there are six other whispers of god there are doors which are like opportunities that we walk through Uh, And he gives some ways of like discerning whether a door is an opportunity or not. Like, does it follow up the character of God? Does it kind of excite you? Like God's a God of of pleasure and um, desire. And it's like, oh, that's like, does it excite you? Is it within you to do that? Um, Does it line up with like wise counsel? Uh, And does it line up with scripture itself? Uh, he talks about God speaking through desires, so like we have natural desires, we have to check those desires mm-hmm. versus Scripture because mm-hmm. our our hearts can be deceptive above everything else. But sometimes God can speak through our desires of like, man, I'd really love to see a loving, thriving community in the midst of North Texas, and like, well, here we are. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I really have a desire to make a podcast, like Welcome to Elevate Retake. <laughs> um, you know, those things came out of desires. Um, the next one is dreams. So both the Neurological functions of our brain while we're sleeping, which in Western culture we don't get as much. Eastern culture gets it a little bit more. Um, God can speak through dreams, like you can have a very vivid dream where God speaks. Check those dreams against Scripture to see whether it was the bad pizza you ate or actual voice of God. <laughs> and then again, line, you know, lining it with Scripture, lining it with wise counsel, and then God speaks through promptings. So you just feel like this is what i should go who i should talk to he speaks through people to us you've mm. had that moment where a mentor will speak into your life or somebody random comes up or a sermon hits or whatever and it's like oh i get it uh and then the last one is God speaks through pain mm. so what is what is the pain in your life what is god using how is god using that to teach you something uh so doors dreams desires promptings people and pain those are um and then everything comes back to scripture of course but those would be different ways that we can we do a whole podcast series on this.
1: Yeah, things. that's yeah. really good. Well, if you don't know what the intention or desire is, there you go. There's a whole list <laughs> and the Bible, so you can't miss it.
0: <laughs> yep, yep.
2: So you you used um, statistics that I didn't quite catch in your message. It was like 2,300 hours people spend on a screen. Mm-hmm. Can you break that down again?
0: Yeah. So Barna did a study, We'll um, probably put a link in the show notes for that. So 2,300 hours um, the average young adult spends looking at a screen or consuming content during a calendar year. Uh, that's about 96 days. It's almost 100. So it's about one third of the year.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: And out of, when they did the survey, they asked people to inventory how much time they spent on the screen and then to kind of delineate whether it was random content or like Jesus centered content. And out of those 2,300 hours, only 153 of them were, was content that had some type of spiritual nature. It was about Jesus. Then you think about like, okay, how, like, what is feeding my mind? Mm-hmm. What is shaping who I am? And you do the math and the balance is completely on the side of whatever the, the world is telling you of like what you're giving your attention to. Yeah. Imagine you spent that 2,300 hours in scripture, Yeah. how you would look differently
3: at the world
1: definitely
3: thanks so much for listening to this episode of elevate retail you can connect with us through instagram and the link in the description as well as leave us a voice message on the anchor app and now anchor and spotify do a really great combination where you can answer our engage question on spotify and we can see your responses so Make sure and do that if that's one way you want to be a part of our podcasting community here. The link to all of that is in the description. Also, I'd encourage you to leave us a review. Give us a three, four, five stars, whatever you think, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Those go great to helping us out here at Elevate Retake. Above all else, we're seeking to build a thoughtful community through podcasting, and we're so grateful that you've made us a part of your daily commute or however you've listened to the episode. If you liked what you heard today, or maybe it challenged you in a new way to think, consider sharing this episode with a friend. We'll see you next time. My name is Kelvin, and this is Elevate Retake.